find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Today we bask in the light of... <laughs> Mustache. Mustachio greatness. I don't know what I was doing there. Uh, have you ever fell in love with the wrong person? I'm sure you have. I certainly have. Plenty of times. Actually, not that many times. Maybe twice. Well, that's what Violent City with Charles Bronson is all about. At least I think that's what it's all about, because I'm putting together this code open weeks after recording the episode. Because <laughs> I've been, uh, it's been a little busy at work, a little busy at work. Home life has been a little, uh, there's been some changes uh, without going into anything. Uh, there's been some changes, so home life has uh, been a little different, and it's been uh, an adjustment period here. So I've not been able to uh, edit at all, and I apologize for the sporadic episode releases. Um, but, you know, the five of y'all that uh, get these um, episodes and download them and, and um, um, go to sleep to it, you know, um, about 10 minutes in, I appreciate you. And uh, um, just be patient with me is all I can ask. Uh, anyway, as far as I remember, this movie is kind of a simp movie. You know, maybe one of the er – oh, there you go. Uh, didn't put my ring on vibrate. Um Maybe the earliest simp movie ever made, but also, but it's a simp that's also he's also physically and mentally abusive <laughs> at the same time, which I think is they're out there. There's probably uh, abusive simps out there. Um, there's also abusive chimps. I've seen plenty of white ladies get their faces ripped off by them. So, uh, uh, in you know, I don't want to say deservingly so, but come on, let's think about this, right? Anyway, uh, we have Lee and Leah. Isn't that cute? From. Uh, the They Must Be Destroyed on Sight podcast. Uh, they're going to help me break this one down. Don't really remember how this podcast went down. I think we had some giggles. Um, Lee talked about uh, Canadian culture. And uh, and he seems to know a lot about film. And he likes to talk about how much he knows about it. And I appreciate it, to be honest. <laughs> it may sound like my demeanor sounds like I'm annoyed by it, but... I this show needs that. Uh, if anything, uh, this show has always lacked uh, the expertise uh, uh, of uh, someone that really, really digs into into movies and knows how they're made and stuff. Uh, I feel like I've learned a little over the time that I've been recording these episodes, but to be honest, <laughs> not a whole bunch of growth. But that's what the guests are for i'm here for the quips and the riffs and um the dippity doo does you know i don't know what those are but uh that's what i'm here for anyway uh, until uh without further ado i mean I, I didn't have a good transition line for that let's head out to the racetrack clip our 1970 hd portable tv to a tree blow up our ex-girlfriend's ex-boyfriend then assassinate her current boyfriend, all just to end up not even getting back with her at the end. What an effort gone to waste. Now play that shit theme song. Wait, I, I, it sounded like I said ship. Now play that shit theme song. It's the most podcast you. We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the mustachio.
take a swig of my beer. All right. What is up? This is your host of the Mustachio Podcastio, Daniel Segura. And today I got a couple uh, a couple of friends of mine, a couple of fellow fellow podcasters. Uh, they managed to have an even more um, d- difficult uh, podcast name than my uh, podcast name, which is always good. I respect fellow podcasters that like to make it really hard to find their show. Uh, it's Lee Russell and Leah Hardy of They Must Be Destroyed on Sight, exclamation mark, also known as TMBDOS, exclamation mark. Uh, you can find them on all your little pod holes that you stick your peepees and your vajayjays in. Uh, and uh, what I well, do. Welcome to, the sh- welcome to the sh- welcome to the show guys great to see y'all and hear y'all uh, it's, it's great to always be back on my second favorite show on the Podmoth network um <laughs> it's it's you know it's only second to the one about true crime with a bunch of chicks talking about oh, it yeah. that one you know oh yeah that oof. that could be anything uh <laughs> <laughs> that's 90 percent of the network isn't it yeah, yeah um i, I am like it. yeah i am the lone um movie uh podcast on the pod Moth <laughs> network uh they needed to just fill that little category in the pie yeah somebody needs to talk about movies like can mm-hmm. we just yeah. talk about movies uh, uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody needs to make bad jokes yeah. uh i was i was actually on one of those uh one of the podcasts saturdays are for the ghouls and uh Really mucked it up for that. Uh, I don't. I don't think they saw me coming. They were just. I literally was coming uh, the, during the show. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I was masturbating while we were doing the show. Yeah, they happened a... to come at the same time. It was a social <laughs> experiment. <laughs> <laughs> or just a crime in some states. One of the uh, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's more difficult for you guys though, because like you guys have to find something to contain your semen. But if a lady masturbates, it's just there. Some might get a little bit wet, but yeah, someone, yeah, yes. Semen. Semen's like hard to pick up. Okay, someone, <laughs> someone needs <Stick> to, <laughs> someone needs to invent the uh, equivalent to like the gym sock, you know, if, but for a vagina. That's what needs to. Happen. Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I, you know, like it's crazy because I was using one ply uh, toilet paper for a while. Like I don't care. Like my one ass ply. is my ass is like scarred over. Like it's, 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 it's dealt with so much that I'm like, I'm going to one ply, but it, I've actually changed the two, three ply, four ply, because I, I'll just jerk right through that tissue. And, uh, <laughs> and so then I got a mess everywhere and I'm like, I, I need that. I need some, I need that shit. The bears are using man for their shit. Yeah. Now you're just, <laughs> now, you, now you're just, now you're just pulling down straight up t- paper towel instead of toilet paper. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Eventually I got to go to the. One? Yeah, it, look. like uses a cloth and get it wet, and it still yeah. like stays together. Mm-hmm. You might as yeah. well just use like a fucking towel at that point. <laughs> yeah, the quicker picker upper, dude. Uh... <laughs> yeah, let's start talking about this podcast with semen instead of like... <laughs> yeah. I like I like okay. how we just opened up with coming and semen. This is a real podcastio episode for uh, this. The... Is how we do it. Yeah, the hard <laughs> the hardcore listeners that have been there since the beginning. <laughs> Speaking of the beginning of this podcast, I opened up this uh, this fucking whatever the hell you want to call this weird hobby of mine with a Charles Bronson movie. And today we bring we go back to the Bronson well because mm-hmm. he's got a, a mustache for days. He's he's sported one I think in all like the majority of the films he's made, which is kind of rare with a yeah. lot of the uh, mustachioed legends we've covered. 
and you brought Violent City uh, or uh, Ciudad de Villon or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However you would say that in also, Italian. Also known as The Family. The and family. And probably the title they should have went with, The Final Shot, which I think is way more appropriate. I like The Final Shot. I saw that one around a lot. I think on Tubi it might go by that. Mm. Um, but I ended up watching the copy you sent because I, I, I know you know – you're you know much more about film than me and i'm like i'm just gonna watch whatever version he wants me to watch because i i think i was figuring the one on tubi probably didn't have the italian uh little extra bits maybe yeah and although, i didn't bother checking yeah although although what what i was thinking about it was like maybe i shouldn't have gave this version to daniel and lee to, to watch because they, they got to keep switching back and forth of the subtitles and the, and i realized oh yeah the subtitles aren't all that good oh they're like, yeah <laughs> I was, but I've, uh, you know, the fact that we tried real hard to understand it. <laughs> I was like, my my ancestors will give me the blessings of being able to understand this. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> my ancestors don't like me. <laughs> I've gotten really good at, um, like, I guess I've covered enough Italian films where I've had to use the uh, subs for some, like, for some reasons, and then sometimes I'll go into English and stuff like that. I've gotten really good at paying attention to subs when I need to and ignoring mm-hmm. them when I don't. And I w- that's what I did with this one. I would just ignore the subs because they were kind of in the. It was almost like a paraphrase of what everyone was saying in yeah. the English overdub. <laughs> yep. I it's... forgot to put the subs on, so every oh, time so an you Italian just... part, yeah, Italian part <laughs> came on, I was like, eh, can't be that. Important. So there's, there's, there's. <laughs> So there's a good there's a good ten minutes of this movie. Of course, ten minutes that was cut out in some versions probably yeah. just should have been cut out altogether. That Lee listened to and she didn't know what was going on. I, mean, I was trying really hard though. I was trying really hard to understand it because I was like, at this point, I'm just gonna go in a guessing game instead of trying to put this up. Are you of Italian I was, descent? I am, my mom's Italian, so my mom's from Italy. Uh-huh. So oh, she immigrated to Canada when she was seven. So I'm first generation Canadian. Wow. Uh, do you think I could speak a lick of English or a lick of Italian? No. Um, my other you, half you is English. You understand a little bit, though, just a little. Bit. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Aspet. That's what, that's, like that, that sounds like that sounds like you're saying some sort of German Nazi language. No, I know. I was like, <laughs> and Kamushai means how are you? Okay. Kamushai, Kamushai, and Bella. Bella. Yeah, yeah. and Chow. Chow, um, of course. I know the the basics. I know enough to um, know that I have a couple words in my vocabulary. That is it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as it goes. But I am technically half Italian. I don't look at it at all. Um, I don't know it. I don't have enough uh culture with it either yeah <laughs> um so i am i do celebrate uh la Befana. so that is january 6th i was like uh, i don't know what that so is we do the the stockings on january 6th so okay. it's like an epiphany and uh yeah so the idea is la Befana came around and filled up children's shoes with toys and little candies and stuff uh, to the good children, and that's a uh, uh, Italian tradition. So Enjoy your one shoe thing. candy. Yeah, <laughs> we use our Christmas stockings. I don't do shoes. We use our Christmas stockings. Okay. So instead just... of having the stockings filled on the twenty fifth, I just do it on January sixth. That is the only tradition uh, I've kept. That is the only one that I really followed, and yeah. that's the only one I was taught. Nothing Sorry. beats uh, digging into your old Nikes trying to scrape out some melted fudge. <laughs> I have never used. I had to have you. No, I do. I lied. I used shoes, but it was all toys, so they're all like packaged and stuff. Oh, that's fun. That's mm. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if uh, in my hood we used to throw the shoes over the uh, power lines. I wonder if that's related to anything. <laughs> 
Was that for like a cocaine thing? <laughs> that, that no, uh, that I could mean told. a lot of different things. Um, sometimes, sometimes it was if like if a homeboy died, like in a gang, you would like they would throw their shoes over. Okay. Sometimes it was terrifying. like that. I saw like a new pair the other day in my hometown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they, there's a loss. We drop a just pour a little liquor for. For uh, the lost homeboy that got shot. Well, okay, I heard. I heard. The only one I've heard is that drugs. That's drugs. If there's shoes on top of a wire, there's drugs being sold. Yeah, that's and a horrible wire. idea because then yeah. you'd just be letting cops know. Hey, I sell drugs here. <laughs> if you, you want to. And, and by the way, I can't. I you're going to get me in a foot chase because I got no shoes now, bro. I'm just. <laughs> I. I. Why did I throw my yeah. only pair up there? I'm such an idiot. You don't even understand my awkwardness for like. Uh, my my the one time I've tried to buy uh marijuana before it was legal, I um the one time wow yeah so I had a friend who was having a really uh stressful time and I had just started dating my ex at the time and I he was a big weed smoker and I texted him and I was like I have a really like weird favor to ask you like really fucked up thing to ask you and he's like oh shit okay what is this so i was like i don't know how to buy weed <laughs> i'm looking to get weed how do you buy weed <laughs> it's like the launder money thing from office <laughs> yeah. and he's asking he's like wait how much do you want like what are you looking for i'm like i don't fucking know weed i want weed just give me weed it's for a friend <laughs> I, I need some. I need some jazz cigarettes, stat. So he, so that was like a joke throughout a whole relationship. That like he just made fun of me because I didn't know how to buy oh, weed. Oh, uh, I had a really good weed connect in high school. I I first started buying weed freshman year in high school, and uh, that was the first time I tried weed. And then I was like, okay, I want this as often as I can afford it. That so was like mm-hmm. right away. The first time I ever smoked weed, I was at a senior party. I smoked a blunt, so it was like extra like fucking awesome and then i also drank uh that was also the first time i had liquor that was the first time i ever had whiskey it was at the same party Not so I, I got drunk high uh on the same night and i was like oh yeah but i actually liked the weed better than the booze um and so i found a connect who it was weird he lived in a um a church that his grandfather used to preach at they cool. they owned the church they lived there and it was kind of like a church and a house like the back part was right. like a house front part was all the windows and everything and the altar and all that and um, we would call him Jesus because he also looked like Jesus, like he had the the kind of wavy hair, long hair. Mm-hmm. You know, he he always wore open toe shoes. <laughs> he is Jesus. He's he just is. cosplaying, yeah. You know, yeah, he was cosplay. He was definitely like cosplaying he was in the human. role. Yeah, he's trying to provide happiness to people, and he was like cosplaying as a human, but realistically, he was Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it was really weird getting high to church, but uh, it was also kind of fun. It was, yeah. it was an amazing oh. experience uh, at a oh young age. God. Boy, so semen, uh, uh, weed, and uh, dealing drugs. You want to know? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna throw a little back to we're gonna go back to the movie ish by Italian, which has something Italian, to do with drugs. So yeah, my my Italian side. Um, so uh. It was just it's something to remind me of like first time getting high and first time getting drunk. So my first time getting drunk, I think I was ten years old, and it was a my Whoa. grandmother's friend who got me drunk. <laughs> so, so uh, I your went grandmother's to, friend, yeah, a man or a woman? Because this a will woman. change. <laughs> okay, a woman. Okay, and it was it, it was a big family gathering. So like sh- we ah. went. I forget why we went over. I think we went to go pick something up or do something. But we were told, hey, you're gonna go over here. You're gonna do this. I don't remember. I was ten. It was years ago. So uh, my cousin and my sister were with me 
and I went and they said, do you want a drink? And my yeah. cousin was like, no, I'm driving. I said, no. I'm like, yeah. Cause I always liked wine. Cause we always had wine with dinner. Cause uh, that's Italian, right? Very Italian. Right. But it was like a little bit of wine and lots of seven up. But I used to get like the rosy cheeks from the wine. Cause I would get that yeah. buzz going on. And uh, yeah. So I always, I, I liked alcohol at a young age. Never got drunk. Just had that nice little warm feeling. Anyways, um, my buzzed. grandma's friend, buzzed. Me, I was expecting, yeah, I was expecting wine. Like this, I was expecting wine. No, no, I got this glass of Tia Maria. So mm-hmm. she gave me a glass of Tia Maria and I drank it. And I remember being like, oh, what is this? And anyway, so I was drinking it and um, yeah, it was just hilarious. And they're all laughing because they're like, what are you doing? She's 10. You're giving her a glass of Tia Maria. Look at this drunk child. <laughs> And, yeah. then, and then she's like, oh, well. So she takes it, puts more tiaria, and then throws ginger ale in it. So I gulp it all down because it tastes like sweet ginger yeah. ale at that point. And I'm a ginger kid, so perfect I like for sweet. That. And I start walking, and I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, that, that's one thing. <laughs> ten-year-old. Just a little yeah. ten-year-old drunk. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was just one of those things, though, because I feel like it's very common in, in like an Italian family because they're like, yeah, you want alcohol? Sure. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think Ooh. it's definitely a cultural thing because I remember. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I took a little. I went into my freshman year because I, I was around ten when my dad let me try one of his beers, and my dad was a notorious cheapskate and would buy like the shittiest beer. The and no I, beer. Yeah, and, and I. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try it? And he's like, yeah, why not? Because he knew I would hate it. I took a sip and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Man. Uh, and, uh, and I remember asking him one time, I go, um, <laughs> this is before I ever tried it. I said, hey, Dad, what does beer taste like? <laughs> he was about six in. He goes, whatever you wanted it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays Are for the Ghouls, a podcast on the Podmoth Network. We cover all things spooky, like horror movies, true crime, the supernatural, and spooky stories in the most chaotic way possible. So join your favorite ghoul friends every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And become a spooky babe! (laughs) So spooky babes, we'll see you in your nightmares! Uh, anyway, so this movie, I believe, I believe Lee, you brought this, you brought yeah. this one, right? What yeah. did you want to talk? Violent City. We'll go. We'll name it. We'll go by Violent City. For, yeah, that's for the most common one that's known yeah. by these days. But um, I just, I, I love it. It's kind of, uh, well, it's kind of one of the proto films in like the Policio Teschi genre. Yeah. So you know, like Italian slash just Euro crime genre in general. This is kind of one of the ones that really kicked it off. Um, it's got a lot of the DNA that you kind of spreads out from here. I mean, you look on and who's, who's behind this. Um, so like it, it's directed by Sergio Salima before this, he he did a, like a string of spaghetti Western, like classic films. And this is like this and one other film revolver is only police but they're like, in my mind, kind of two of the most important ones because they've got just a ton of like writing talent behind the scenes that were responsible for some of the greatest ones like uh, Dino Moari, uh, Massimo Dorita. They did one that I did on the show uh, a while back street law. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and then they were, yeah, (laughs) they were responsible for, you know, like the big racket revolver. Um, 
heroin busters, all kinds of different stuff. Like <laughs> it's, it's busters. Yeah, no, it's that's a that's a really good one too. Um, I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I'm I'm not going to sit here and say this movie's perfect. Like, we'll we'll get into it. Like, there there's definitely some problems with this movie, but for some reason, I really really overlook the problems of this movie because i just really like it so and it's not talked about as much as a lot of the others in the genre so i i can see that i can see how like uh it's one of those i I, this is one of those movies where i could feel like some people could just simply not really enjoy it or Mm -hmm. some people could really see the things that are done in it that they can really appreciate and uh i could see this being someone's favorite movie um, like it's that weird kind of polarizing type film. I, I feel like some people might like it. It's kind of split. I feel, and even for me personally, I need to see it maybe another one more time. But I, I, I did take my time watching it, and uh, and I'll get into my opinion on it. But I definitely am kind. I was kind of teetering for a bit until like mm-hmm. the whole thing was done, and I really got to kind of soak it in and like reflect a little <laughs> bit. Uh, yeah, on it. Did you change? Did you change your name? Yeah. <laughs> Gold diggers for hire. Yeah. Gold digger ah. for hire. Oh yeah. Well. Match the movie better. So with the hard R too. Uh so Leah, uh what is your opinion on uh on this uh, uh what what was your experience on, on like have you seen this movie before or is this like a no. first time watch? No, I have not seen this movie before. This okay. is the first time watch. Uh, I was texting Lee. I always text Lee while I'm watching these movies because he's it's the fun. one who like, yeah, because, well, he's the one who usually is the one who picks the movies or like yeah. he's brought to us. And he always gets my like first thoughts because I'm always, I, I have a really short attention span. Like you have to understand that my attention span is not there. Perfect um, for a movie podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, um, uh, I was unofficially diagnosed with ADHD and I, I really started noticing it when it comes to movies. Unofficially uh, diagnosed. I don't even know what the fuck that means. means that <laughs> a doctor was need... walking past you and he's like, you have ADHD, but it's unofficial because you're not in my clinic. It's pretty much that. I need to get properly tested, but they did all the, the, the questionnaires and all the stuff. Okay, so you've like... done some offline stuff, like to a, a little research yeah, like into the, the behavior. Yeah, the doctor said it, because as soon as I explained what was going on, the doctor was like, yeah, you probably have ADHD. And then the person at the university was helping me. is like, yeah, you most likely have ADHD. It's just unfortunately we can't diagnose you, uh, but you have to pay to get tested. And it's $2,000 to get tested or free through OSAP. Uh, which is student loans and i can't get student loans because they've denied me because i dropped out but went back and they're like you lied about your income i'm like i didn't lie about my income i told you the truth but then you said i lied and now you're denying me so wow two thousand dollars to find out you're scatterbrained yeah yeah (laughs) like any other time i wouldn't care but my last course is like literally me reading thousands of papers and my brain can't fucking read but anyways doesn't matter (laughs) That's I can find out if I have an STD tomorrow for free. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can go get like my, anything I need. Um, yeah, that's crazy for that. But when it comes to studying, no, no, mm-hmm. I could get cocaine easier than I could get fucking Adderall. Like that's the reality. Insane. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, you could you could step outside your door and probably find some in the carpet in the hallway. You know. <laughs> True. I'll find some sort of pills. I don't know Where's if it's it gonna be cocaine, but I, I guarantee you, it's some sort of fucked up, crazy oxycontin or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're throwing shoes over the t- <laughs> telephone wires over there, so you know. My my neighbors are drug addicts. That's, that's all you need to know. Oh, that's the lore. <laughs> yeah, guess what your neighbors say, but you, you know, look like at fucking alcoholic over there. Mm, no, my. Uh, okay, so uh, we're we're going into story mode. Um, 
You also um, did have. Don't forget to go back to the through line you were talking about initially. Don't forget mm-hmm. that either. You got to go back. You got to go back to that at some point. I probably distracted you from it. Oh Do you remember God. it? No, I'm. I'm. I have. I told you I have a short attention span. I think that's what it was. I start. I think you were basically. I'm gonna start talking about what I thought about this movie, but I have a short attention span, so you got to kind of bear with me, kind of thing. Yeah, and then I I lay I leaned on it, and then you completely got thrown off. You were gonna talk about your experience with the, like the film, and you were texting. Hey, kitties, Lee. this is what happens when you have a attention <laughs> But as I the host, it's really my you. job to make Bring sure we go back. Yeah. Bring me back. Yeah. Bring me back. Um, I'm okay. Okay. With this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. We're gonna do a really quick story just to like go ahead. Yeah. Laugh about my uh, my situation with. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on. Hold on. Anyways, we're good. We're good. Sorry, I'm gonna go back on track. Sorry. I'm <laughs> keeping all this in, by the way. This is all staying. It's good. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do story time another time. Um, let's get back to the movie, or I'm never gonna get there. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the the intro of this movie, the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Like. I just okay. First of all, I thought it was fucking hilarious because guys on a boat, girls slowly undressing. First of all, that bikini top would be gone if it was properly on a boat. Like it would be gone. <laughs> There's no way it would stay on. Like I could barely keep like a bra staying on anything that's stable. Never mind a fucking boat that's driving down or like yeah, driving down. Yeah, on it's a, pretty a going lake. pretty fast too. Yeah, they're hauling yeah. ass. And then she's coming up, like seduced him slowly, and you can yeah. hear that the boat is still going, but they're fucking. <laughs> Like, oh, totally, yeah. Who was driving? <laughs> That's totally. what I want to know. Like the the lake unfortunately ends, and you do it's... have to slow down in areas. So unless you're driving in the ocean, oh, you thought there was gonna be a sleepaway bottom. camp moment where? <laughs> no, they're the they're in the they're in the ocean, eh? Like this. That's the. the uh, it's the. Uh, it was, this was shot in the Virgin above, Islands, right? Yeah, the Vir- yeah okay, U.S. Virgin you know Islands. Yeah. You know what? Just get lost in the ocean then. Like just drive, keep yeah. driving in a direction in the ocean and try to get well, back home. If it's one thing, Vanessa is definitely not a virgin. She likes Mm-mm. some powerful men with some powerful dicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's uh, my kind of lady. <laughs> this is a very interesting film because it, it's it's kind of a love, it's a love romance type film where a hitman falls in love and like it fucks up his whole environment and how he sees the world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he just he. He, it's also kind of like I don't know if y'all I've 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 been this person when I was uh, like young as a teenager I used to like really get into a chick and I would like lose myself and I I let that go once I got older but I have friends like when they're in a relationship they like disappear I think Bronson's character might be that kind of guy like he falls in love with this chick and he's just like you know what I don't uh, want to go anymore I feel now I have empathy it, yeah if it, it, it feels like he's never fallen in love before that and it's like it fucks him like totally. in the head totally and i can i can kind of understand that yeah i can i can kind of i can kind of get that um but yeah he 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 just goes pussy crazy for chill Ireland, <laughs> basically is what happens well the opening of the film is such a it pays homage to how incredibly uh, good looking these two people are mm-hmm. uh, you know Bronson he's not your conventionally face wise not your conventionally you know uh, classic movie carrot guy that's supposed to be sexy but he's still so, very attractive he's do, super do, in do, shape do you know how old he was here I'm gonna guess 42 49 whoa jeez you, you're on you, mute you're digger yeah, yeah. damn it um <laughs> 
thoughts there. Um, Go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, yes, I was agreeing with the body thing because he had he had a great body, but the only thing that bugged me was that first of all, he's Italian and there's zero fucking hair. Like, well, he's I'm not. Sorry. He's not. He's not Italian. But it's an Italian movie. It doesn't matter. Oh, you think he was supposed to be Italian? No, it's an Italian. He's supposed to use an Italian like. No, I, he's American. Yeah, they they don't mention where he's from. Yeah, but um, but he speaks Italian, so Italian and he Italian stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't speak. speak, speak he, he never speaks Italian in the movie. I don't know where you're getting this. Oh. No, maybe it was when it. Maybe at some point it went to Italian uh, audio. Uh, maybe because it kept going randomly where it just but turned he, Italian. So. He barely he barely speaks in the movie at all. I don't think there was ever any. <laughs> I don't think there was ever any of those parts where where he was talking, but. Anyways, um, I'm just disappointed. It doesn't. I don't even care. It's it's 70s. Like I want body hair. Like, yeah, true. There's no um, body hair. Also, what I love about these films, especially these 70s, uh, uh, for some reason, it feels like this happened a lot in the 70s. These movies always make me feel so young because every character looks 45 and older. Yeah. Not oh, God, older than that. <laughs> There's like not a lot of attractive people in this movie are like young. Not to say older people aren't attractive, but there's just not. But even then, they're like older people that are also like, geez, like that guy, uh, Killian or whatever the fuck. That guy looks mm-hmm. like a goddamn mutant. Like I've never seen anyone. <laughs> he looks like he's wearing a fake mod. Like he looks like from Dick Tracy. <laughs> there are so many. There are so many. This weird motherfucker, weird, like weird, interesting Italian faces that popped up <laughs> yeah. in these films, right? Like it, it's kind of it's kind of two I different like things, it. and 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 Lee Lee knows this because we've talked about this before. How they get like the best looking eyes for for these movies, right? This people oh, with God, great yeah, yeah. great eyes, it's great eyes, and it's weird and interesting faces, and a great and, ass, and a great ass. I mean, I just wanted to say it. I mean, both. That Bronson is another and, thing I got. DNA wise, that is nothing I got. That is something I'm blessed with. I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, you have a great I'm, ass. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, my my mother is uh, in her seventies, and her bum is still perky and wonderful. So I'm like, great. Jeez, my I'm glad I brought my pillow. Have... <laughs> my genetics means Oof. I'm gonna have a perky butt for the rest of my life, and I am so stoked about that. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, personally, I'm definitely a fan of the cake. So um, I'm happy for you. Um. And I will say, Lee, you had mentioned uh, the the soundtrack, or the, especially the theme mm-hmm. song uh, for this for this film. It just starts going in this opening. I loved it. It's so good. Music made by uh, I think it's Ennio uh, yeah. Morricone. Yeah, it's it's uh, Ennio Morricone. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the man. Basically. I loved. Um... I love the intro, like when they were playing the credits at the beginning. Yes, one of my yeah. favorite, one of my favorite title sequences ever. Where it's just yeah, because so... it really uh, foreshadowed the movie. So once you finish watching the movie, you understood the title screen um, a lot more. Or sorry, mm-hmm. not even, like when you got to the the, the first um, lovers' quarrel, essentially. Um, oh yeah, you understood the movie at that point. You understood what was going on. So when he like uh, figured out kind of the beginning of um where vanessa what vanessa was doing you're like oh that makes sense that's why there's getting pictures everywhere like now i understand yeah. constantly followed, being followed yeah yeah because well, yeah, there's really nicely. not a lot of opening dialogue you're it's almost like watching a goddamn silent film for the first, first like 10 minutes or first something. 10 minutes is that the, scene, the though, credits and scene. yeah credits oh in yeah in the car chase well, that's one of the best. Well, before we get to that crazy legendary uh, car chase, I just had one note here. Um, there's a part where Bronson is kind of, or his name is Jeff. 
Uh, Jeff, mm-hmm. By the way, Jeff as a leading man's uh, like the leading character protagonist name is so bad. Mm-hmm. Italians, get your shit right. None of us Americans don't respect Jeffs. <laughs> that's a horrible name. That's yeah. That's Jeff. <laughs> that's uh yeah joff no that that's my uh, name is jeff <laughs> that's all i think about now when i hear jeff i just think of the stupid 22 jump street yeah no that's that's a that's a language barrier thing i think yeah it's bad europe and in the americas yeah so i'm gonna switch it back and forth but the, his character he plays is named jeff and he's he's kind of rubbing up on uh on his wife there uh what's well, his girlfriend in the film her name's vanessa played by his uh actual wife at the time mm-hmm. uh, they were probably married by that point, right? They were they were married, and in fact, it was basically Bronson had made it big, like he in Italy in in Italy doing European stuff. So you know he did Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh yeah. Um, he did another film with uh, big star uh, Alain Delon, which was called Farewell Friend, which was the real big hit that sort of sparked him off as a big star. So he was. He was kind of just doing this film and he pretty soon he'd be back in America and like in a couple of years he'd be doing Death Wish and that's when his career really That's when he blew up here. But yeah, yeah. he was at the time bigger in Europe. Uh bigger Europeans are at it more mostly Italy, right? Than uh, in yeah. the states at the time. But he he met Ireland late 60s and I think they got married oh, soon okay. after. And basically it was you want to hire me, she has to be in the movie and my co-star basically. And Which he pulled that card quite a bit in his career uh mm-hmm. as uh i've seen a few a pretty decent amount of bronson films and she is in a good amount of them uh mm-hmm. but th- there's a part where he's rubbing her hands on her and kind of caressing her and his nails are so long i'm like oh, yeah. he must he must not have been into foreplay because you cannot be finger banging <laughs> with those kind of nails they you'll get slapped in the face for that kind of shit you got to keep them short well, well, you, I well, you, into it, but... yeah you do see she's kind of <laughs> like the rough stuff in the film you know yeah they so. used to call her the shredder in college jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> Terrible, but I know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh but yes, God, you so... need you need those you need those nails to prune the bush down well, there. It is the seventies, you know. You gotta get through. She there. looked pretty hairless. Um, she was, yeah. Hairless. Um, but you <laughs> mean European. like porns with fucking lesbians with fake nails? Like that's that's all I could think of. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I feel like you need to be prepared for that kind of stuff. I definitely don't want anyone to feel. All I know is if like something was gonna go in my pee hole or in my butthole, I I would not want nails involved. So no. I I try to no. do the same. Uh, but anyway, aside from all that, uh, <laughs> foreplay stuff. Um, when they got into this chase, I I gotta say it almost felt like um, like when the sex is too good too quickly. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, holy shit, like, I didn't expect this shit. I mean, we were just yes! on a boat in the ocean, and now we're, like, in a narrow-ass road. I'm actually, like, feeling the anxiety because I feel like because it's a narrow road and they're going so fast, you feel mm-hmm. like, shit, like, something could go wrong. Uh, amazing. Like, and it's shot And that camera use, too. Because I know yeah. we've talked about the camera use with the camera on the side of the vehicle. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it looks awesome. so cool. You know, well, I will mention also, like, uh, the attention to detail in that chase is pretty damn good. Like, you know, it's not 100% perfect, but it's enough to make, like, the viewer go, oh, that really matches. That looks good. Because, like, they do have poor man's process in it, right? Where you can see rear projection on the shots where it's, like, the POV of, like, us looking at them in the car. Yeah. You, you can tell. But the poor man's process, the rear projection they're using, they actually shot for the film so they could match up. So you can tell like there's a car in the background. It's a car chasing them, you know, so it still matches up just really like the attention to detail that it's like, it almost feels like Salima here is director. He's just like, 
I really don't want to do the uh, car chase. I don't uh, care too much about the rest of the stuff, you know? <laughs> Not the rest of the movie. All the budget yeah. goes into the, the car chase. <laughs> into the cars, too. Like, I swear, uh, uh, Jeff is driving the best fucking cars made at the time. Like, every car he has is awesome as shit. Mm-hmm. He got like, four of them. He I didn't notice when too. he shifts. Yeah, I didn't really think it was funny because when he shift, he like went through all the gears at once. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's how that works. But no, <laughs> he but, may have gone to overdrive. Maybe. Well, I think I think the the biggest thing here is he's from stop to like, let's go. Well, uh, I mean, it's, it's obviously it's obviously a rip off of the bullet chase. Salima says yes. it was says it wasn't, yeah. but it's like that's bullshit because we even have like the fender come off the fucking car at one point, right? You know, I was yeah. about to say, or the, like, or the uh, hubcap. I mean. And it was very like Steve McQueen esque. Yes, like it's, it's, it's it's it's, and I like it better than the Bullet Chase actually, just because I, of because of too. the tight streets and shit. Yes, yeah, and and yeah. also the 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 way it builds tension where you know he almost gets away, like they they lose them there where the where the yeah. uh, the other guys go off the road. Okay, and Hold then up. and then he gets to the truck that's parked in that little narrow yes, place that he's yes. got a nudge right. But there was the funniest part where they lost him. And, or he lost them and he goes in reverse and goes and drives and he stops and he's like you know what i'm gonna go up these stairs and they mm-hmm. catch up to him right away after going up these stairs like what was the point of doing the stairs <laughs> oh like, that yeah was just a, like that was just a stunt man like i want to do stairs. i want to yeah. do the You're stair thing but they did drive, get right badass yeah they got <laughs> i thought the same thing i i remember thinking oh you did all that shit for nothing really because they're right back on you but it was a fantastic promotion of the Ford Mustang. That was, <laughs> it can go upstairs. <laughs> this, it's, it's just it's just Bronson. He, he just comes start, storming. He's like, okay, listen, listen, you eye-tie freak. You're going to put my wife in the picture, Pally, and I'm going to drive oh a car up God. a staircase at one point. That's in my country. Speaking of which, the acting in the car, when they're supposed to be pretending as if they're going through all these bumps, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, no. Ah, this is terrifying, and her like barely moving, like yeah, yeah. yeah but no. the car is like whipping around corners, and she's like, yeah, and she's just she's just like sporting a Hulk Hogan bandana as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah, so like, weird. For pretty and dainty and stuff. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, oh, we should. We, we I'll, 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 throw, I'll, I'll throw I'll throw a hot take here. I don't think Jill Ireland's all that good of an actress. I think she's kind no. of she's kind of no. not she's good. Beautiful, absolutely but, stunning. But, but to be fair, this movie does not give her anything. The, like no. it's, it, the, the script no. does not do her a service at all. So, but uh, you can also tell though in any any part that she does have, she's very one noted. Like mm-hmm. she just has that one reaction, one facial. I call look, it pleasant. Stare eyes. <laughs> she's very pleasant, you know. Yeah. Like, and she's supposed to be this sort of backstabbing hoe, and like, yeah. <laughs> and she. It's almost like she seems delusional or like insane because she seems so sweet and seems to genuinely love Bronson, which because she genuinely loved him as a person in real life. And Mm -hmm. so that was very easy. But then it's really weird why she still backstabs him. And it's hard to comprehend. Like, is she schizophrenic? Like, it doesn't make sense because she doesn't ever show this darker side of her. I think she always wanted him to succeed. It was just that she was in a situation where she couldn't be with him. So she had to try her best to let him survive while she kind of still got what she wanted. Yeah, it was like trying to eat your cake have your cake and eat it too moment it was like money and power or yes yeah no uh i i don't i don't buy that she actually loves jeff at all um 
I was curious I, about your opinion on that. I think I think it's just it just comes down to the fact that the script's not that good. Um, but like she's <laughs> like it, it's 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 slightly like a remake a of a of a really classic film noir from forty seven called Out of the Past, which has uh, Kirk Douglas and Rod Robert Robert Mitchum, and the woman in that the femme fatale in that is uh, played by Jane Greer, and it's basically a movie about her playing these two schlubs against each other constantly and they keep wow. falling for her because you know they're they're pussy crazy like bronson is in this film and but i but it's just that movie's just way better written that's the thing yeah. right? It, it, i think they're going for the same thing here like she's at the end of it we learn that she's kind of the master manipulator but it never really earns that because it doesn't tip you off as well in the script that's exactly the i totally I it- get that sentiment I got it more as like she was the master manipulator, but they'd fall for him because that's why she never really pulled the trigger on killing him. She just kept him alive because she had feelings for him. So while she still was willing to sacrifice him, she still tried to like make sure that he left alive so he didn't get completely stuck or murdered. He still had a chance to survive. I think she was more or less keeping him alive so she could use him to knock off everybody else. Yeah, they kind of needed him. They needed his unstableness and his loyalty to um to to basically be but, their trigger man. But I found like at the end though, because when she talked, they talked about him being in Africa, like uh, running off to Africa. Um, and she was like, "Okay, good." Like, uh, I think that was that moment where it was her saying there was feelings, but she didn't allow those feelings to stop her. But she was like grateful that he didn't die. And at the end, when um he was like getting his revenge like jeff was getting his revenge she knew at that moment she's like yeah i'm fucked like yeah that's it mm. like i i i maybe i she thought bronson found wakanda she knew that he was he was watching her with the sniper and she didn't say i love you she just said do it quick yeah so it was I that think... moment of saying like yeah she knew like she did it she's like I deserve this. Like I, I, but I think she fell in love. I do believe that she fell in love with him, but she was still on the plane. Like she still wanted what she wanted. So it didn't mm. matter that she was in love. She still wanted what she wanted. She wanted everything. So yeah, she, she wanted, yeah, the whole. Yeah, thing. she wanted more than what Bronson wanted, and that was like the wedge in the relationship. You're saying, kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. I still love the scene. Uh, one of my favorite scenes early on after that chase. I just wanted to touch on it really quick because it's so it's so hilarious. I it did make me chuckle a little bit because the he gets away from the guys with the whole shoving the car out. Mm-hmm. Then this Porsche or Porsche uh, cuts him off, and the guy's kind of making this smirk like he knows him. And I'm yeah. like, I think he knows him. And Bronson comes out of the car. And he goes, Guggen. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't imagine ever seeing someone. I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? Like, Fun. Oh, my God. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's why so would cold. you do that? Like, you're in a, a chase and someone stops you. And you're like, oh, hey, buddy. No, <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, guy. I can't talk to you. I'll talk to you later. Like, I'd be yeah. also like why'd you cut me off? Like, I could have I could have hit you. What the fuck is your problem? Like, I get hey, I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like, I, I know, like, I, I feel like he knew, Bronson kind of knew he was putting himself in a corner anyway because like he lets drill ireland off yeah. and then keeps going so like he knew he was gonna like s- stop somewhere for a shootout or whatever basically um but yeah th- uh, was funny funny trivia piece about that coogan guy who ends up being the race car driver who's in in with the setup you know 
Um, yeah, he's all in the mix of it all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows who that guy was. Um, he's not credited on IMDb. And oh. when they and when they asked Salima who the fuck he was, he's like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, no, know. don't remember. Like he doesn't remember him, and like so wow. he's not credited. He has like I tried looking him up, uh, like way back when when I did this on uh, my podcast, um, couldn't find anything on him. I assume he must have been like a professional race car driver, maybe because there's actual real race car drivers from the seventies who show up in this one. Like, uh, there's there's a couple guys, Denny Holm, Sterling Moss, and Joe Siffert in the race car thing. Wow. And then that might mean something to race car fans. I don't know. But uh, they do have some real drivers. So maybe he was like an Italian driver or something that they brought in or something. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, because he, he doesn't do a lot. No. You know, he, he doesn't give a lot. He, does, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue. It's very quick. Yeah. But that death scene of his is one of the best car crash scenes. The the fact that he just runs into a brick wall, <laughs> mm-hmm. a random brick wall, like it's hilarious because this whole race you don't see a brick wall. And then all no. of a sudden, like, yeah, how are we going to stop him and blow up the car? And then he runs in the brick wall, and by the time that's happened, he's had the time to like lose control, run into a railing, do all sorts of stuff, which would slow yeah. him down drastically unless he keeps his foot on the gas. And then he gets to a random wall that yeah. just. Like falls apart as soon as he hits it. I was like, "That's a very weak wall. <laughs> That's a yeah. very weak built wall." Because I've seen people hit. I, I I know it's a race car, but you know how drastically it slowed down between yeah. like the friction of the grass, the friction of the gravel, and if you took your foot off the gas, like the railing, everything, all these things are there for ways to slow you down. But as soon as you get through all, you just tunnel through it like you haven't even like tapped the brakes. Yeah, like, 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 like he literally swerves yeah. off the road and goes down into a, like a fucking ditch. It still hits that wall. Like, I've full watched F one drivers where they get to a wall and they just kind of bounce off it. By the time mm-hmm. they have that much time, yeah, like <laughs> it was just, and that wall was so random. <laughs> and by the way, these race cars have crazy ass spoilers. And I wrote oh, I this, commented about, yeah, I wrote that as well. I wrote this down. I go, they must be like a, the only children of race cars. They're just so spoiled. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll quit the show. I'll cancel it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, uh, I have to, before we before we go any further, because I want to bring this up. Yeah. Um, the first scene uh, where Jeff is shot uh, by his uh, his buddy there, his, yes. his so called buddy, mm-hmm. and he's under the car, and the car blows up. And first of oh, all, yeah. I think they were like shooting the trunk. I don't know how the trunk blew up. I don't know about cars back then. I know some of them had the engines in the back, so I can't be like sure. But anyways, blew up. But the thing is, if a car blows up, it blows up. Like yeah. it doesn't like, mm-hmm. oh hey, a little bit of a fire with somebody under it. Anyways, yeah. so he's under it. That's that's one thing. And he the just second gets, like thing, Donald Duck toasty. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's just a little toasty. <laughs> like he's still fine. He's perfectly fine. Like he's not. He didn't even catch on fire, even though he's wearing like flammable clothing because he's under the vehicle. But anyways. Yeah. Then he, he moves to the side, and the guy is, like, looking around the car, and he shoots him in the foot. And then how many bullets does he need from that close range of a shot to kill the guy? As, <laughs> like, many, as many as the squib budget would allow. So many. It was just so funny because they shoot once, and you're like, yeah, no, no, let's do it a few more times. No, nah, let's just keep going. Ah, fuck it. Let's just, like, <laughs> like. No, oh I, I I don't care. As long as, any excuse to get some nice meaty squibs in an Italian film I'm going to take because. I would say the squibs are fun. Yeah, because half the time you'll get like really good Italian crime films. 
but they won't have the budget for the squibs. So they just do the thing where someone gets shot and then he grabs his chest and falls over kind of thing, you know? Okay, I'm going to yeah. say right now, we totally glanced over um, Jeff's first stint in prison, like at the beginning of the movie. I was hoping to, yeah. has that doll. Oh, the well, there's a lot of weird racist black dolls in this movie. There is. There's like, a lot there of is. weird. Up, I mean, but I want to bring this one part first. of it's shot in New Orleans, so yeah, I mean, so they got a lot of those. Happen. But those, we're in prison, yeah. and that doll, and the spider, and the whole scene. I don't know why we were in that scene. I don't know what the point of it. Well, was. that was after it that was when he. He gets arrested. Like you're right on the spot because after that he gets arrested. Then he, he yes. He, but we were talking about the race car, and I wanted to bring that up. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, we we go all over the place. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that whole sequence, and then you have like that weird ginger Italian guy because yeah. he does go break into Italian because there's a little part there that there's mm-hmm. no sub uh, overdub for in English. And I was, it was so fucking weird to like see him go from sounding the way he sounded with the English dub, and then he's like, "About their mask, you're gonna make a I like, "Holy shit!" I didn't understand a word he said, but all I could think of was like, "Yeah, he's very Italian." He yeah. was saying like <laughs> something like, uh, "I'm stuck with this guy. He doesn't want to talk, and I'm, you know, I'm sick of this motherfucker." Like he was all Ooh. getting pissed off because uh, Jeff didn't want to talk. He didn't even want to say my name is Jeff. Yeah, and <laughs> then this. Spider, like, well, he's playing with this little mechanical doll. Black doll. Like, it's remember, a black, black doll. doll. <laughs> it's a black doll. Why it's there, I don't know. It makes oh. no fucking sense, but it's there's there. No, there's no anything about that scene either. Like, there's nothing about that scene that I think needed to be in the movie. There's a reason like, why most of it was cut in the original, in like the yeah. U.S. version that was released. Okay, because it, it's there's nothing about it that really is important to any of the movie later on you only you only need the scene of him showing up and talking to his lawyer in jail that's it yeah because that was like even with the spider it's like okay he's fear of spiders so am i and uh i don't shoot guns at people so the only point of the only point of that scene which was the only thing they really needed was the part where he's talking to the older black gentleman uh the the there's there's three guys per cell for some reason i'm so used to no toilet by the way no toilet no you gotta shit on the doll and uh (laughs) and he talks to him about like how he had a friend the the prisoner tells jeff like i had this friend and he was just a normal man, a family man. He was 40, and then all of a sudden he loses it, and he decides to go kill some people, and he became like a, 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 a I think he called him, what was the phrase, turn of phrase? It was kind of like a, a shit, mm. natural-born killer, a natural-born oh, killer, which I thought was so funny. I'm like, he goes crazy, grabs a gun, and kills three people. That's not really a natural-born killer. That's just no. like a, a fucking crazy person, yeah. but – Bronson talks about how his last kill where he had to kill Coogan's uncle stayed mm-hmm. with him because he looked at him. And I think that's the whole part of the scene was that was to show that Jeff Humanity. is Jeff is slowly starting to not want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. starting to feel empathy for his job. But yeah. then again, you could have removed that in general just because of the conversation he has with um, one, his lawyer and two with Vanessa, like because she hates violence. Yeah, yeah. I think it was because so, they wanted him to be extra mad that he had to do time, maybe. They were like, well, yeah. we got to have some prison scene. Even though yeah, he does we nothing, in, he just lays down. We had to throw in a racism with the black doll. Like, we just yeah, we we have to get sure the that... black doll. Yeah, we need a prop, guys. Can you see what you can find in the back? We just have like, this little mechanical even... doll. 
Yeah. Like, we don't need to have a conversation. I know the guy, like, hugs a doll and everything, so he's supposed to be this, like, weird, uh, he might have psychopathy or something. But even yeah. then, like, we don't even play with that enough to have that in there. Like, no, just, really and they weird. have it visually. Like, they literally have this moment where, like, yeah, guys, let's record the doll. You think, like, they, <laughs> you think that's they how the this... scene opens up? You know, yeah. you think this this production had this whole like prop like cabinet or something that was just full of racist dolls, and it, <laughs> it's like give me some props, and then he's like, "Oh, here we got this, uh, Sergio. What, what is this? A racist doll? What, it's all we got, and we brought the racist doll cabinet out of our prop department. That's all we brought. How it's do we? We want like, people to know so many times because there's yeah, like, like a fucking black doll pops up. There's like weird. The, there's a full like almost life-size Auntie Mama in the restaurant scene or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Point, yeah. The Sammy doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Sammy doll, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a restaurant. By the way, that whole restaurant is really racist because all the servers are African-American women, and they all dress like kind of that yeah, voodoo with the, the, the headpiece and everything. And it's mm-hmm. just like, wow, this is like a racist mm-hmm. Hooters. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, it kind of is. It really kind of is. Because they're um, so scandally clad, like, like they look mm-hmm. hot, but it's super I, I will, I will mention but before not we bad because at least they're black. Yeah, yeah. But uh, before we move from the prison thing, though, I just want to yeah. mention, mention that like I really kind of like that janky ass spider because it's actually pretty good for like an early a- animatronic. Yeah. You know who made it? Who? Carlo Rimbaldi, the guy who did uh, ET, Doom alien silver bullet he worked on all kinds of like famous Whoa. shit afterwards like yeah he kind of got to start doing like you know italian horror and genre stuff and moved on so it, he's, it looks he's, really good mm-hmm. like it, yeah for um because there was moments where i was like is it just um a kind of injured spider or is it a real one <laughs> yeah you could you could kind of buy it as like a spider that got maybe got whacked around a little bit so it's a little especially yeah. and okay why was that spider there what was the point of that scene i, yeah. have, I have like that in that, my notes how does a spider get in a prison cell like that I, makes too like it's different if um it was a smaller spider because they're kind of sneakier but this is like an actual massive spider <laughs> that i don't know if it was in the doll supposedly that it was supposed to be like i honestly first i, I thought it was supposed to be like a, a message from somebody who gave him the doll but it wasn't even that yeah <laughs> i think it, i think i guess this is a thing where you know bronson has it like crawl on him and it, he doesn't kill it or anything he just lets it do its thing i think it's kind of like the movie saying like game recognizes game you know he's just kind of like yeah i see you spider i'm just like you <laughs> yeah. okay but yeah, we're both cold but there's a lot of people who can have spiders on them and not freak out i just saying yeah, yeah but i know i thought it was not weird. all of them are fucking the manliness of manliness <laughs> of men bronson that's i've had tarantulas on me and I, 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 I did, didn't stress about it because they're like, no, no, if you don't stress about it, they won't bite you. Like, it's just you, did, you don't have you don't have hair on your chest either. Who are you, Bronson now? Like, what's? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, fine, fine. And she's got a fat ass. So, yeah, she's a total Bronson. <laughs> it's not a fat ass. I have a little big bum. Well, P-H-A-T. <laughs> okay, she's got that bubble. All <laughs> So I love that when he gets out of prison, though, like right away, he's because we well, see what I didn't know was I didn't know he was at uh, he was working for uh, Weber prior. I thought Weber mm-hmm. was like, oh, there's this hitman, He's really well known. I want to get him as part of my team. And so because immediately he has his guys go out and try to recruit him for a job or whatever to talk to Weber. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, there's there's an underlying like theme here of like mafia moving into big business and becoming more corporate structured. Like, because, yeah. because a Weber who's played by Telly Savalas, like he talks about 
how I, I kind of miss the old days where you'd, you'd just go to the motherfucker who's fucking with you and gun them down. And we'd go and, you know, we'd solve our business with blood and shit like that. Where yeah. it's now, now we got like a board of directors and we got to do everything legit and above board, you know, and every once in a while, we'd like to have you Bronson in case we have to kill somebody the old yeah. way. And like part of the conflict here is he wants to nail Bronson down as like their exclusive hitman, and Bronson doesn't want to have, have be under anyone's thumb is kind of the thing. Yeah, he wants to be like a free. Uh, he wants to be able to be just free to do whatever he wants to do. He's kind of done with the hitman thing, mm-hmm. and then he meets up with uh, Captain Big Ears, uh, uh, Killian or whatever his name is, Killian or I don't know. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because he's a hitman too, and it kind of sounds like Killian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, I mean, he's got the better hitman name, right? It's like yeah, Killian. Killian. Uh, he he groups up with him, and that guy kind of tells him, like, yeah, don't worry about that. We need to be away from all that shit, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy that helps him find Coogan, and then he kills Coogan. There's that one weird thing where he's, like, he sets up, like, he has, like, a little picnic basket, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a transformer gun where he's, like, slowly putting everything together and shit like that. And then this little kid comes through, and I'm like, is that kid going to take a whiz? Because yeah. he kind of looked like he was yeah. a... I think he did. Did he take a whiz? Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty sure he did. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, like he's quick. Thingy, but... Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's one of the few times, like, Bronson shows any kind of emotion on his face. It's like he kind of regards <laughs> the kid taking a whiz. He's kind of, like, yeah. just kind of raises one of his eyebrows a little bit. Yeah, like, he's like, ugh. Okay, kid. I... But he didn't notice the person taking pictures of him. <laughs> that's a, well, that's the thing. He's like so preoccupied, like setting us all up. Like he's got, he's a, got a little TV. He's very patient. The TV that like, has like better quality than a lot of cameras I have now. No <laughs> shit. They, I think they must have projected the actual film onto oh, the. Oh yeah, they cropped it right. So funny to watch it because they're like that small of a TV back in the day with that good of quality like i've watched videos with lesser quality nowadays than a well you know well you TV. notice you notice the close-up of the tv is actually you know filmed in a room somewhere in front of a yes. pot plant because there's no wind blowing the leaves no and the <laughs> background is just blue it's <laughs> like nothing behind it. i was like okay i see what you did there because it was probably impossible to film a portable oh, yeah. tv back then it probably looked horrible but also like the antenna in general you'd have like the the staticiest signal oh yeah it would be mm-hmm. garbage so it doesn't matter like portable because i had a portable tv when i was younger and to get like your average channel which was kind of somewhat clear would still get um staticky as you like the wind moved or the clouds yeah. moved or a leaf mm. moved or you moved like something because they're very very finicky it was really cool but this was also i had this in the 2000s so this would be in the oh, 70s wow. 30 years different so i can only imagine how terrible the signal would be like yeah. i mean it's it's, like it's, it's, spy, it's the 70s like, it's the 70s in america down. there's like maybe what two three networks and everything else is like local uhf channels and shit like yeah you yeah, wouldn't be picking shit up but you know no yeah. but he picks up uh some fantastic quality footage of this uh race uh um, rich <laughs> white man racing yeah. <laughs> and uh i do like i do like that whole setup i you know he gets rid of coogan because he was mad at him for you know because he already knows that coogan had uh taken his shit or he he was like she went in the car with him so something there was some kind of coup something going on she was working with him so he's mad and then he goes to like a plantation home where there's some rich white people having a party or some Mm -hmm. shit everyone's dressed like it's gone with the wind Um, yeah it's really weird it's new orleans and there's plenty of other homes (laughs) like that 
probably still happening today. Yeah. And he um, gives her the the fucking stinkiest stink guy I've ever seen a guy give a woman. He's just like, I think he grabs something from her basket. He's like, fuck your flowers. No, she puts a flower and then he's like, tosses the money. That's like, that's right. And it's so funny that the background actors, the two background actors, are like, we're supposed to look surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were never going to see you guys again. And the scene was entirely pointless because neither of them even looked like they were surprised or like, oh my God, what's happening? They just looked like, oh, hey. Someone threw money on the ground. Cool. Oh, this, this this happens every day at that put that house. It's like an, another hired killer comes in all angry that he didn't get paid or he got double crossed, you know. And the way uh, because uh, like you said, Bronson's character Jeff doesn't talk a lot in this film. So the way he has an argument with Vanessa is he just drives really crazy mm-hmm. and angry. Which is so abusive. Very yeah. abusive. Almost like goes over a pier then takes her out of the car and then tries to rape her pretty much or yeah. pretty much that was yeah. a really uncomfortable scene to watch see what i was see what i was saying about him. this is probably like the first time he ever fell in love like he, he emotionally he doesn't know how to handle it emotionally he's a teenager like yeah he's, he's so oh my regressed. god i'm gonna not listen to her say no mm-hmm. a bunch of times yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't do that when I was a teen, but uh, I didn't do that either when I was. A teen. I don't know what kind of teen you were. Like. I would have driven hard though. I rode my bicycle real mad. Yeah, like, that bitch, you cheated no, on me. Bronson's just like, I got a car. I drive you places. You should love me, bitch. <laughs> I got a six pack. Yeah. Like in I, I, my face might be seventy, but my body is twenty five. <laughs> Yeah, it's really awkward, and the only reason he doesn't uh, hate fucker that time, because he does hate fucker later, the only reason he does it is because some crazier shit is happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, with, like, ten feet away, he's like, oh, it looks like some stuff's going on, and she's like... It's a random thing to happen, too. There's no context or anything. It's just yeah. like, oh, it's everywhere. We're gonna fuck up like, this guy! <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're not connected to the film at all. It's no. just like, oh, it's just what happens random. in New Orleans. Yeah, it's um, just... Random can fights we, break out and get rid of your hate Can we take a moment boner. to laugh about how fast he was driving and then he stopped the pier, but the fucking race car driver couldn't stop before the brake wall? Well, you He's know. Better driver. <laughs> better driver. Just, better driver. Just take that moment. Just take that moment. Like, I'm not saying they're going the exact same speed because one was racing and the one was just a regular car, but the yeah, guy yeah. was still going pretty fucking fast That's, and stopped, like, on a dime in order why, to uh, not go up here. And the other guy who, like, literally crashed into a bunch of things and had all this fucking friction on the ground and still crashed into a random brick wall. Like, <laughs> that's why, uh, that's why Coogan there was, uh, was, was in, in on it because he was jealous. Bronson was a better driver. That's all there is to it, you know? Better driver, better fucker, just mm-hmm. all in general, uh, just a better, uh, complete human. And so, yeah, Coogan was like, you know what? I deserve this. I'm going to run into this brick wall and die. Yeah. <laughs> I did laugh when uh, when Jeff was timing the race because I was like, "You do realize it's a race, right? They don't go around." The, <laughs> yeah, the, the it's kind of he's kind of well, you know. You he was timing when they would come around the. But like, then he didn't look at. But while they were still coming back, though, he didn't he even have the timer out to see. Like, You're not totally supposed to pay attention to those details, Lee. It's supposed to be like, <laughs> "Oh, look at all this stuff he's doing." Yeah, he's for doing uh, hitman stuff. I'm pretty it sure this true. is when I texted you, and I was like, "What did you make me watch?" <laughs> 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 and for a second there he gets after he he uh, uh fails at uh raping Vanessa they end up they get back together and she tells him like oh yeah like I I only I I didn't like being with that guy blah 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 I want to be with you and then they're going to try to fly out and like what enjoy their life together but then he gets these envelopes of photos of him killing Coogan mm-hmm. and he's like oh shit well, I got to figure out what's going on with this I can't leave yet he should have just left 
I, yeah. I don't know why he just didn't well, leave. Like, if he got... the country, oh, then again, he was going to Miami. He should have just been like, let's go to Cuba then. Like, yeah. yeah, why not? I mean, it's yeah, pretty he, much the same thing. He's, he's kind of like, honestly, you know, if he can get, if he can, you know, the, the story of, oh, he's in Africa now and doing mercenary work or whatever. If it's that easy to do that shit for him, like he, he could disappear somewhere. No problem. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, he could have just honestly just left the country and then they'd be fucked trying to get him because it's not a crime they, in his country. Left. They could never extradite him. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, but I I love when uh, Vanessa sees him, uh, sees Jeff for the first time, and it's like, "Oops, sorry, I almost got you killed." Yeah, yeah she's like, "If you only knew what happened and the background oh, I'm of all this." Such a bad girl. You could just spank me later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I I did totally try to get you killed, and you almost did die. Mm. But uh... but but you really do love my pussy, though. So I mean, that yeah, makes up for you. Really love me. So don't kill me. <laughs> and then in the car too, she's supposed to act shocked. Okay, this is where you can tell she's not a really good actress. Because this whole car ride, like he's driving down the tiny lanes and doing the whole like um, abusive thing of like trying to scare her uh, after yeah. he did. Which, by the way, I don't entirely blame because he did try to get her killed. Him killed. Her. She did try to get him killed. There we go. Yeah. There you go. So I'm not entirely mad at the situation, not for abuse at all, but that's a little bit more ex- understandable. <laughs> totally, they're they're both manipulative and abusive. But really, when she's like that. in the car and she's just like, "Oh no, mm. it's a corner." <laughs> oh no, I'm so scared. Like her face that she had was blank, but not blank in a good way of fear. It was blank because I don't even think she knew how to react. But they're like, "Hey, you're gonna be in a really cra- crazy car scene." where you have to, like, fear for your life. And she's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't know how to be anything else but kind of pleasant and uh, Gentile. I don't know. Just... Which works out in the end, because then you can't really read her. So by the end, you don't really it, know. Yeah, that's why I started to say, like, she seems like a psych- <laughs> like a psychopath to be mm-hmm. a sociopath. It's weird. Um, I'm going to grab uh, another beer really quick. I'll be right back. Just give me uh, one second. I'll cool. be right back. Okay. So I just want to apologize to the fine people at Podmoth for, um, you know, besmirching your your fine podcast network of true crime shows. And I'm sorry that Daniel's going to be canceled from your network. That's not what I intended. Um, but you know, say lovey, it's, it's going to happen. Um, that kind of teaches you Podmoth for you know branching out having a movie podcast on your umbrella you should have just stuck with uh, true crime would have been fine we need 20 podcasts about Dahmer and uh, the uh, BTK killer and um, the original Night Stalker mm-hmm. I was just here silently, not not saying. I, I could totally hear some audio coming through. I thought you were talking to somebody. I was just apologizing to the fine people at Podmoth that you know. <laughs> that they have to deal with this. Yeah, <laughs> I was just I was just preemptively apologizing for getting you canceled and stuff. Just, just like, oh, I do that myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we are talking Violent City. We are back. I, I took a nice, nice piss. Uh, way better than that little kid's little pee-pee piss. Yeah, uh, he, he was quick. He was a squirter. We were you know? good timing, by the way, because I came right back at the right... Well, came back at the same time. Oh, yeah, me so. and you, we slammed down our we're... bubble booties right into our seats real quick. 
<laughs> we yeah. were synchronized peeing. <laughs> <laughs> One one thing I've always known about Lady Lee, I, I tell everybody, quick peer, very quick peer. Quick peer, not as I quick as I did, but quick mm-hmm. peer. I admire that. That's a good skill to have, especially when you're at a bar and you're or you're bar hopping and you're like, okay, quick, quick, go, go take a piss. We got to go to the next bar. Just knock she's, it out. I find that also that person who like willingly pees in the bush too. Like, oh, me too. Yeah, like if I have to pee, I'm gonna pee. Like I don't need to. You mean you mean the you mean the, the the foliage? You don't mean in your actual bush. Yeah, well, it's got to go through it, but yeah. <laughs> you just let it soak it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's enough there. It just like lingers, and I open it up later, and it just like falls out like a <laughs> rainforest. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Mike still gives me shit because I um I was really drunk, and I told my friend pull over, pull over. He's like, "What are you doing, bro?" I'm like, "Just pull over." So I pull over, and I start peeing on the front lawn of this of this house, and. It's so dark. I can't see. I didn't think the guy was actually sitting on his porch. It was super dark. He goes, hey. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? I was like, just give me a second. Like, I didn't know he was there. Like, why are you sitting in the dark, dude? I'm sorry. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Right. The guy had to see my dick just pissing all over his lawn. And he was not a happy camper. But at the same time, I'm peeing, so it's kind of like a weapon. Like, you can't come up to me because I'll yeah. pee on you, dude. Yeah, what are you, you going to stop me, bro? Come on. Hey, that's a kink for some people, so you might be walking. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I would have. I wouldn't mind pissing in his mouth. I mean, I'm gonna just get into the car right after. <laughs> I'm a giver. Just pay me later. <laughs> you, you, you enjoy that. You gargle that, buddy. I'm off. Yeah, no. it's called community engagement, and uh, I do my mm-hmm. best. I do my part. Uh, so we're talking Violet City. Uh, what, what's your opinion on Jeff's lawyer friend? Uh, what's his name? Steve? Another generic yeah. shit. Of- <laughs> yeah, it's just. Another American name, you know, them Steves everywhere, you know. Steve and yeah. My name's Steve. He's just <laughs> kind of, I, I think, you know, I think it's all the men in here kind of underestimate Jill Ireland because she's supposed to be like this mastermind behind the scenes kind of thing, right? And, oh, yeah. And he's just another iteration of that. He's just, Greedy he's, a much, he, he's a much more useful political tool for her because he can, like, navigate all those legal channels and shit, so. Yeah. Once, once she topples Tally Savalas's criminal empire and kind of takes that away from him, she, you know, her uses for Steve are kind of at an end. It's like, well, I'm not going to fuck you, Steve, and uh, yeah, because he definitely wants to. Fuck yeah, I think the whole reason he did this whole thing because he tries. I'll give Steve credit to this extent: is he does try to get Jeff out of the picture by offering him that job that's in like venezuela or something like that Mm -hmm. he's like dude it's a good job it's good money it's it's uh, legal money and you don't have to work for for weber or whatever the fuck his name is and um you'll be great and uh, he doesn't want to take the job he wants to talk to weber and see what he has to offer and that's when he gets all sucked back into it yeah i mean you try to throw him a bone but then you find out steve's i think that was the film's way of not letting us start being suspicious of steve because for most of the film he's like kind of a confidant yeah he seems he he seems like he's on you know jeff's side he he's kind of easy go ahead they did do it well to um hide that fact but they also like had a crazy plot line where a lot of scenes didn't have to be there and there should have been scenes to explain other scenes, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what happens when you like kind of cut and paste and you're like, yeah, cool. That seems yeah. like, right. And this, 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 this script, film. 
yeah, and this was rewritten like a couple times oh, too, yeah. right? It seems like, like it's been chopped up a little. Salima so even like famously goes on record saying he didn't like the script at all uh, when he first read it. He's oh, like, yeah, this, this, right. he's, he's kind of like, this sucks. Yeah. Um, and he had a uh, famous like director, writer, uh, Lena Wertmuller, who was also pretty prolific. Although, like, all of, like she's incredibly prolific, but I've never seen one of her films, but apparently she's like super important and like, leftist films in europe and stuff like that kind of thing mm. but she kind of wrote the uh like the flashback sequences or whatever for this that kind of changed the story and give like background information kind of i feel like there it just does a disservice to the film for the most part though <laughs> can we talk about um random scenes in general uh so when jeff sees the pictures and he goes to kill him to kind of confront him to oh yeah him. and One he's like busy trying to get his fix yeah that whole scene didn't even have to be there because yeah. we didn't really get much from it we didn't really get an action sequence because it'd been cool if it was like an actual fight scene to try and get more because it's been a while since we've had a really good action scene like we had that really amazing yeah there's some part. space and now i just feel like i'm left edging for the like the next action yeah scene. i mean so, it, it does it at the very least it does set up Killian actually having a reason to turn on Steve at, or Jeff at that point. It does, and that makes me believe that uh, he could have been him because like addicts tend to be liars. Mm-hmm. But then again, we never True. see him again. Nothing ever happens, so it just takes. Well, you know, we, we don't we see do him see until him. he gets capped. He gets because he he gets yeah he that you you know uh, yeah he gets oh, okay, yeah. he gets he eventually gets he, hired he gets out hired. probably probably by Steve and uh, Vanessa uh, hire him out to uh, go after uh no i think it's weber that hires him um no i th- i don't think it's weber who actually hires him for that um no i, oh. I, I, th- I think i think at that point it's 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 vanessa like playing everybody against each oh, other and, okay and so he's making it seem like weber did it so that um so that jeff will go back and just cap totally Web- weber all right I, I don't even yeah, really th- his face. yeah, they don't really show his face because he. Yeah. Uh, there's that part where uh, Vanessa's straight up just talking about how uh, lousy uh, it was to fuck Weber and have his like flabby, mm. sweaty body all after just he ate like spaghetti and meatballs for the eighth I time. Mean, I mean, <laughs> T- Telly Savalas is in pretty good shape in that movie too. Like, I um, I was very yeah, he's not bad looking. I thought he was like the best. Oh, one he's the, the best. Oh, he's he having the most fun. He's having the most fun. He, yeah, he gets... and I out of all the men that were on the movie i probably would have fucked him like if i was her he was yeah. like interesting to fuck because the rest like i don't know he looks like he can I'm like saying... eat pussy yeah I, but the rest yeah. seemed very like <laughs> telly savalas you know kojak famous he, pussy eater hey listen he, he, a couple years after this he's doing kojak you know he, he's sucking on those lollipops for a reason you know <laughs> There, we should, we should coin co-jacking where it's just you and your friend, and it's just whoever goes first. You know, <clears throat> yeah, me, me and Lee were co-jacking yesterday. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to a, to a co- co- the, the the secret thing is that Kojak was always sucking on pussy flavored lollipops. <laughs> that's this is salmon and mint flavored. I can yeah. see how like sucking on a lollipop would benefit sucking a penis, but sucking on a lollipop to suck you, a clitoris. You can use your tongue on a lollipop. You can use your tongue on a lollipop, but again, it doesn't stimulate or stimulate simulate 
um maybe like the, the, what are those dum dum ones they're kind of smaller that could be like an enlarged clitoris yeah maybe you know? but again there's more to it than just the clitoris though like there is a very eh, not that much though hey, uh, hey. <laughs> men have very very few options to work with other than having an actual clitoris in their face okay but there's so... a lot of like i just mean there's a lot of areas so like just to say i'm using vaginal flavored lollipops is practice i i don't That's see as much like i like an Ar- so you oh you you want us to eat the you want us to lick the whole Arby sandwich yeah uh, the triple meat. There's, there's the, but there is a teasing. There's a teasing with the whole and there's a whole thing with the clitoris. <laughs> hey, so. may, maybe it was just a taste thing. Okay, so he had a whole variety and, pack and he was just getting used to all the flavors. And there's the idea of like the penis is a lot easier because the clitoris. If you like overexpose the clitoris, it gets too sensitive. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it can get sensitive, but it's a lot easier to avoid. So... True, true, true. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm pretty sure Telly Savalas was nose deep in pussy all the time. I hope you're enjoying the sex no, education like actual vagina. Like actual vagina, I could believe, but a vagina, vaginal flavored lollipop just seems. Unless you fucking love the flavor, then go for it. But it seems it's. Like I mean, all it's it's all different. Um, I th- I I've definitely tasted. Uh, several and um, <laughs> they're all a little different, in my opinion. I, it's more scent based, if anything. Um, you know, yeah. you you always uh, got to do the quick little uh, scent check uh, to, for the green light um, if you want to go down there. It's the same for men. men oh yeah, men. no, you you, yeah. And you you don't even want to grab the penis, grab the balls. That's probably your best scent check. If you can, if you honestly anything, if you like start taking off pants and there's a smell, then you know you're out of there. Like that's oh, it. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. It's hard to disguise a bad smell. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's penis, balls, vagina. I'm it's... so weird about it. I've de- I've denied people m- my dick uh, because I didn't feel fresh. Like yes, so I've, I, I've been walking all day, or I was because I was a singer in a band. So like I would literally just finish playing on stage, and like some groupies like, "Hey, let me blow you," and I'm like, eh, "I don't want you to." She's like, "I don't care. I don't care. I love that you're sweaty." I'm like. Yeah, you say that now. I, I just feel like, especially um, if, when I get off of work, I just feel like extra stinky. Oh yeah, I've been like sweating yeah. and standing all day, so I'm like, mm, no, yeah. no, I want to shower first. I want to freshen up first. Yeah, Some people are fresh. totally into like the dirty, sweaty stuff. If I was with somebody for a while and felt comfortable, I totally would. That's different. But, yeah, like a partner, yeah. like someone I've actually been around for but a while. Like I like the stink thing. in that case. Yeah, yeah, like it's different. Like I, 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 I yeah. don't mind because I feel more comfortable with them. But if it's a total stranger. Like, I'll eat your ass after a 5K. You know, if we're married. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even know that's, what's happening to this episode, but uh, that's it's a little. That's my vows. I get married, I'll eat your ass after a 5K. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, the, this, you should just retell this vagina city, I think. At this point. <laughs> vagina, yeah. Well, as someone who's experienced with both, I think I have the most <laughs> education. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but if, true. but if you did you suck on a lollipop for 30 years? For thirty years, that was that's like how long he was doing Kojak, pretty much. I've been sucking on. I, I like that you tied it back I, to. I feel what's like his name? weirdly odd saying this, but like I'm pretty sure that I I've had lollipops my whole life because lollipops are very popular candy. Yeah, but are we talking? Are we talking the Telly Savelle special lollipops? Here? No, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I'm just talking about general lollipops. <laughs> 
I think so we're all right. in agreement that Telly Savalas was a beautiful man. And he yeah, was to go back, actor. yeah, yeah. his original point, he is really good in this film. He brings a so sort good. of suave confidence. Um, he plays that kind of mob boss job uh, position really well. Honestly, felt bad uh, watching him die in the movie. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, I loved him. He was my favorite. Like I, when he said, um, "If you shoot her, I'll give you ten million dollars." I'm like, "Yeah, why the fuck not?" Yeah. <laughs> And he's and he he like he's trying to get you killed how many times? Take the fucking money and run. He's at least he's the smartest guy in the film, other than Jill Ireland, because he he realizes at the last minute, like, oh shit, she played all of us. That's why he's standing in this room to kill me right now because she played too little, too late. And so he's like, well, well done. Uh, You know, he tells Jill Ireland, congratulations, Vanessa. You know, and then pussy power, yeah. And then he, he, he tries to reason with Jeff, and he's like, I'm not going to reason this fucker. He's too stupid. Yeah, his name is Jeff. I, yeah. <laughs> I laughed when we saw the uh, apartment, and he said, this cost me more than what's blah, blah, blah. And oh, like, he's oh. just flexing the whole time. But it's, it's just hilarious, because I'm like, it's a pretty fucking boring apartment. Considering could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, both of y'all, could you imagine you, you do prison time, you, you meet up with this very powerful person that has way more money than you'll ever, ever see. Then he takes you to his apartment. It looks boring, but he tells you it's worth a lot. Then he opens an imaginary wall, and it's the person that you're in love with that he's been fucking, you know, having sex with. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm an old guy. I don't need to. We're, we're basically open. <laughs> yeah. So has it all, but she wants that, all the money for herself. That is you the know, most ultimate flex I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> hey, look what, at this chick that you love. I'm fucking her. What makes it worse, though, is that he's right, though, because he's like... You don't want to hang out with her. She's no good for you. Like, it's yeah, true. he's super honest about it. She's yeah. f- flaky. I don't really. She goes on these rendezvous, and I don't give a shit. She always comes back. I know she's fucking around, but it's just. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's not fucking around. You know, he's a mob mm-hmm. boss. I think that's he's how it goes. Money. But yeah, he's, he's, a, he's the only one that like actually um, respects women because usually it's like, no, no, I get to fuck everybody, but my wife can only fuck me. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Go and it's because she's so attractive. That he's like, why wouldn't I allow? Like, I understand. Like, I'm lucky to have this uh, woman be able, you know, come back to me. So I'm just gonna let her do what she does. It is I kind of interesting. Bang this hot girl. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he gets kind of cucked <laughs> in the end because he, when he dies, I don't know if this is a director's choice or what. Because he looks super cool. The first time we see him, he's getting a massage. He's all greased up. But then in his death seat, he's wearing like old lady glasses and like a purple cardigan. <laughs> he looks like someone's aunt. I feel like that was his choice too. He's just like, I'm, I'm going to wear. I'm. I mean, I'm getting paid. You know, boss. yeah, yeah. I'm just getting paid to a bunch of money to basically co-star in this at the one yeah. hour mark afterwards, and and I'm going to say a few lines and I'm going to have fun. I'm just going to like grab some objects from wardrobe and play around. And <laughs> this is my I mean, aunt's favorite sweater. I'm going to wear it. Savalas did whatever the fuck he wanted you know he he didn't oh my god okay um I'm gonna keep going back because I'm like kind of reading my notes but uh I was I was laughing at the pictures that they got of Jeff like the pictures Mm -hmm. that got of Jeff um first of all super fucking clear considering how far he was fantastic yeah oh yeah there was no trees in the way even though when he read to go review it again there was trees in the way whatever but secondly um the evidence that was just laying in front and being like I know where to go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, yeah. just, hey go here and it was just because of a pack of cigarettes okay well oh, yeah. well well here's the thing uh it, it, it's kind of, like it's never spelled out but you can kind of 
um, intuitively guess that uh, like New Orleans is kind of his stomping grounds, like his kind of yeah. home base. But, and but, he knows the criminal underworld there enough to know where to go to find people. But if I was a person taking pictures of a famous fucking hitman, you know that all the fucking evidence would be gone. I wouldn't be like, yeah, I'll leave these cigarettes here. here like them. any sort of any evidence would be gone. Like no, he gone. was, a, but, but he was a, thought, like I was never there. He was just paid to take pictures. He didn't. He, he might not even knew. Wasn't was it that mechanic or something? Yeah, it was the guy yeah. at the junkyard. He's Where just he just destroys his jerk-off arm. You don't even understand like, <laughs> why he's there, how they hired him, or whatever, what the connection is. You did, They again, skip that scene. Bronzy goes, which arm do you jerk off with? He goes, this one. He puts again, it between the tr- if a mob gangster was like, please take these pictures for me, I would be sure as fucking hell to clean up any evidence because like, I don't even want anyone to know I was even it, here. I don't but even it was, care. But it was, it, was one of, it was one of Weber's middlemen who paid him. So like... They're just assuming that, you know... A person from a gang has asked me to take a picture of a random person he, I don't know. He might not a even necessarily know that. Money, a he might not even know that. Money. Hold on. A person gave me money to take a picture of a random person. Again, I would hide all fucking evidence. Like, oh, it's he's... not even... If anybody, if you... Or, he's not a pro, say, though. He doesn't think of those terms. Came, I'm His not a pro either. Are so vocal. Let's say someone came down yeah. the street and was like, I will give you, like, $1 million to take a picture, like, try to get pictures of this person. I will get those pictures. I will make sure I have never noticed. Like, the fact because unless someone gives me away, I'm not going to give myself away. That's the reality of it. Well, like, you'd be a great uh, hire uh, for a mob guy. Yeah, apparently people... Congratulations, are... Leah, you're a genius. But I, I just mean in general, like, <laughs> seriously, if someone gives you money to take pictures of a stranger, like, the first thing you're going to be doing is, like, I don't even want to know this person knows what I was here. Because, like, I don't, if, I don't want yeah, to... Yeah, true, this. yeah. But then, but you it, know, it, movie it could be, wouldn't keep could, going. It could, could just be something... It, just, it could, you know, slip your mind. Slip your yeah. I'm just gonna throw the cigarette pack and leave the scene with a bunch. Yeah, he of was evidence. nervous. He was like, "Oh fuck, this guy's so hot from behind." Okay, someone <laughs> who like <laughs> someone who's like madly full of anxiety. Like that's the first thing I think of. Is like, no, no, gotta clean this all but up. That's you. No that's not him. Him. Yeah, this guy was a. I mean, not. I mean, mechanics are very intelligent people. They're basically engineers, but like reverse engineers or some shit. But like, you know. But he did look like a simple guy. Uh, yeah. so I'm a he, simple girl. And I saw I don't know. I think you got the brains in the very head. Easy, and... It was a very easy evidence to find a very easy yeah. to find. It was like, convenient. It was very yes, convenient. it was very convenient. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, he had to figure it out because he at least he uh, did fuck up and... once and he went to the wrong person. You know, at first he went to Killian, you know, yeah. when he was trying to figure out who did it. Because he, um, he knew. But and then the second one happened to be right. Um, anyways, uh, that really again. bothered you. You really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you really got on a. Shots were so well done, which means he had a really good camera, which means he knows photography, which means probably they've used she, it before. She does this to me all the time, by the way. She, she, she like she, finds this thing. No, this no, little... she she tells me how you know how bad her attention span is, and how she can't pay attention to anything, and then she signals out this stuff that only the most laser focused person can can fucking it's that's like yobo Tim does that it's called hyper focus and that is another sign that is a symptom of, yeah where you, if you get into something you get really into that thing mm-hmm. like yes. I, I feel like adhd people are prone to like rabbit holes like on yes. the internet you know yeah i don't i am so um capricious that i i get tired of things quite quickly and i just move on i rarely go into a rabbit hole with anything I, all I can think about is how many more things I want to learn about surface level and not ever be a master in anything. Anyways. <laughs> so we 
anyway. it makes for a very good casual conversation let me tell you yeah one of the pros at that uh but yes i it did that was something i did not honestly leah that did not even i i didn't even think about that i did that. i was just like oh yeah of course he's gonna have to find out who did it eventually but you're like so wow, it's, just angry. <laughs> it's just so things are so angry um anyways, oh my God. Uh, i'm just gonna laugh right now i read in my notes because this is the third time right now where i was like those fucking dolls <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, oh, I know. That's when we see the life size well, doll pop up. We see the life size doll at the restaurant, and th- that's the back. That's the flashback scene where we yeah. find out how she ended up with with Weber, and yeah. really, she her whole thing. At least telling uh, telling what's his name Bronson. Uh, fuck, uh, my name is Jeff. Telling him like, oh, I got with him because I was scared. I needed safety. I needed security. And he came in. He defended me. There's this this TV host guy that wants to like yeah. do a story on her, and basically, he's basically TMZ. Yeah, and <laughs> and I love that flex. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's present <laughs> of the seventies, <laughs> and that that's when we see Weber. And he flexes and he tells the the main. I guess he's like the CEO, whatever TV. Yeah. You know. This young man's going to be fired, isn't he? He's just lost his job. Yes. Tell me it's... he's just lost his job. Yeah. Say it out loud. I can't hear you. Spell it yeah, out. Say you it out loud. That's <laughs> great. That's a great that scene. part like, is so funny. And like and Jill Ireland is dressed like a, a crazy hippie, weird she's, person. She's <laughs> like Cher or some shit. Yeah, right? she looks like Cher. Yeah. She looks like she's cosplayed here. Yeah. It's amazing, and so that's what she does. That's what she's telling that whole backstory, and I think that's what that's around the same time. That's when she gets into it because they had just had solid hate fucking, like mm-hmm. at the uh, at the cottage or whatever the plantation home. Yeah, and that's when all of a sudden Bronson kind of looks at her. He's like, "Shut, shut, shut the fuck up for a second. I'm sort of the door. And then he just shoots the door, mm-hmm. and that's when he kills Gillian. It's so weird. It's a weird sequence of events. The flashbacks do kind of hurt the story a little bit. It feel yeah. it makes it feel more discombobulated. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Kind of really yeah, weird. Just, like especially since there's not really a, a difference between the characters, right? Like, and there's yes, and, and there's, it's, there's it's just months in difference of time. Yeah. It's yeah, and it's no, there's no. Like there's no little wavy transition into like the or flashbacks. Even, like, even five years ago, six yeah. months ago, they, 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 they just show them. So it's like, wait, is, is this happening now, or did this happen before, or is this later? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, really I didn't transition very well. Mm-hmm. They could have simply done it where they just put a like a color screen, and maybe right. it's a little, you know, it's a slightly different shade. Yeah, something that looks yeah. Especially since they used like in that great opening sequence with the titles where they had the filters on the different lenses that were tra- like, just, just like black and white or sepia or something like that, yeah. you know, put it over. Simple. That, yeah. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Anything. They could have like had someone with a cardboard thing that said two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> been, okay, Five minutes now. later. Yeah. Yeah. So anything. <laughs> so my favorite racist, uh, well, I don't want to say my favorite racist black doll, but the one that really stuck with me yeah. is the little trinket that apparently Jeff gave to Vanessa as a gift. And it's this tiny little racist black doll that he gave her as Oh, my God. It throws in the fire. He gave that to me. Yes, that shouldn't goes, be what's like keeping your fucking love together. Yeah. Our shared racism is what brought us together. And now it's tearing us apart. Oh my god, that shit made me laugh so hard. And then she, and then he's like, no more memories. De- definitely don't remember how it gave yeah, you that racist gift. Let's forget that clan r- rally we were at. 
our first date was at a Glenn yeah. rally. <laughs> it's I so want, ridiculous. Matching I want to leave. It's too white. White hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. They just uh, drove me crazy. Oh, that whole sequence was insane. And But, that, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, that was just hilarious. Like, like you just see the doll. <laughs> Especially since, like, that fucking... Just, just, just. There's no reason. There's no fucking reason why there should be black dolls in any of this for any reason. And there's so many. And it's like, why? Why? Like why? he said, I think it really. I think the Italian New director's Orleans. like, we're in New Orleans. Let's do. I'm yeah. making him sound Mexican. We're like, <laughs> 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 in New Orleans. Let's do some fucking racist shit. Bring out the racist prop chest. Do, do we that, have any uh, black uh, any black voodoo dolls? What's crazy need, is like we need, we need the we need the dolls. We need the black dolls. <laughs> what's crazy is like to this day, I I I remember, I want to say like three or four years ago, there's a there's this little town because I'm here in Texas and there's this little town just outside of New Braunfels called I think it's called Green G R U E N E. It's like a German, of course, a German oh. uh, little town, and um. So they you have know where all the black dolls are. Well, yeah, they have this very famous <laughs> antique uh, open market, and I went one time with my ex-wife, uh, and I couldn't believe how many of those kind of dolls. Would you? They, you said there was a name for them. What are they called? Sammy dolls. Sammy dolls. Mm-hmm. Tons of different little figurines, actual dolls, and I was just like, "What the fuck? People collect this? Like, why would I you have... want to collect this?" I did not realize this. Please, I do not me as a racist i was given a book when i was a kid it was the adventures of the sammy doll and they had the pictures of the sammy doll on it and i was given to it when i was a kid and anyways i still have the book wow. so if i find oh it, you still it. have it huh no it's all right you're just like lemmy from motorhead collecting all the nazi memorabilia it's, it's just history <laughs> you know what's funny is i have like the quarter with the the nazi symbol on it i have a nazi coin somewhere back like at the end end period of germany where they didn't have metal to press them anymore and they were making a little plastic I have really? a corner yeah. that has like the small Nazi symbol in it. I don't know what year it is. I don't know if it's the same thing. I think it was still metal, but it's not plastic. It's, mine, mine was mine was forty five. It was like plastic. Jeez. Mine was like 42, 43 mm. It was during the time where this was like, yeah, cool. We're we're trying to save the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Does anyone see them anywhere? Because I think they we all need, got killed. We're just gonna make sure they have passports to give them a vacation. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that, I do have one of those coins. Again, it's just happened this, to be bestowed on me way before I even understood what it meant. This so, episode's really going places. Yeah, this Daniel, one's going like, in a lot of areas. I'm like, Jesus Christ! If, if got I find Nazi, the book, I, honestly, now I think the book is more interesting just because I know more about the history. But if I find the book, I'll send you pictures. I, I've what, drawn in it. Like I, I, when I was a kid, I drew in it. So like anything about it, historical. It's a bunch gone. of racist shit. Let's get this back. Let's, <laughs> let's get this back on the Podmoth kind of track here. Like anyone seen that Dahmer to- series, man? Like, <laughs> I tried to draw. I tried to draw the doll when I was a kid. So there's a bunch of a guy that ate and killed a bunch of black people. (laughs) Yeah, that makes it better. Yeah, when the fucking um, the black women tried to say like, "Hey, there's a kid with this fucking crazy psycho," and the cops were like, "Eh, it's cool." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's boyfriend of a child. (laughs) Absolutely. So as we wrap this up. I do want to touch on, uh, and, I, and y'all are welcome to, uh, if there's anything you wanted to mention, I did really want to touch on the fact that I love the absence of any music or anything in that last scene in the elevator. Yes. Where oh, yes. Okay. It's that really was like, effective. 
this was the first part that like really captivated me from like um since the beginning of the movie like that first race to now those were the two moments that really had me into it and uh well even kind of pre that because pre they started uh vanessa started kind of like unwinding her web of like lies which i thought was really interesting i'm like oh cool i like you i would be you um like fuck a bunch of old men if you get a bunch of money sure let's do it um and then to end it on this moment where it's just silent and first of all hilarious how many shots were in that sniper but uh (laughs) yeah that's true i didn't think about that yeah he's really going off and he's he's playing he's playing like a 22 caliber too so like it's taking a lot of bullets to get the job done yeah he's there he's like about to touch it oh let me shoot here i think it was just meant to be torturous because he thought it was a friend because him like the girl that he loved he did one clean kill so i guess he was trying to show like he was trying to torture this guy and make sure he had a slow death versus her he was like no no i'm gonna do you quick like i fucking hate you but i love you at the same time yeah yeah but uh good yeah, I thought that was a pretty good buildup because you think that I honestly thought I honestly thought Vanessa was going to have some sort of back plan where her and Jeff were going to be together because, again, yeah, she's a very terrible actress. So it's very hard to tell her direction. Yeah, it's hard to read her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I honestly thought like when he said she said uh, or they talked about him being in Africa, she had some sort of thing where she got him there. Like it was her fault. Like she's the one who uh, saved him. Mm. and that she would meet him there or she would have a way to get him back so they could go to a different country and be together. Like, something, like, fucking shady mm. as shit to, like, mm-hmm. end it all and be like, fuck you guys, I ended up with the guy I wanted to be. But no, she yeah. got shot in the face. I was like, eh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's true, because they could have ended this film in a happy ending where, yeah, she turns her back on Steve and they do escape together and she, like, takes, like, whatever money that she has because she's now, like, a billionaire. So yeah. she takes like a bunch of money away, like from the organization, and they escape together. They could have done some cheesy ending like that, but I kind of, I kind of like that it went this way. Where then you know the the young rookie officer comes up to this to the roof and Doesn't he shoot coaxes right away him. The guy's white. <laughs> yeah, He's like hmm, hold on. It's not a black doll. <laughs> yeah, you know he has to say, "If you don't shoot me, I'm gonna shoot you, boyo." Yeah, and then shoot in a panic. Mm-hmm. Um. There was another scene, too, that made me laugh. Uh, oh, my God. This is going, like, a little bit back. But, like, when the lawyer tries to open or is opening up the, the champagne bottle and there's no foam that comes out, I'm like, have you ever opened a <laughs> bottle before? Like, it is not that easy. <laughs> That's why she, that just goes to show you that's a metaphor for why she didn't want to fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. But, okay. No the other strength. scene, too, is when uh, Vanessa is saying Jeff through the, the elevator mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the glass is not broken. There's, yeah, there's one, there's, there's like one little brief scene where there's no visible bullet holes. Or the far scene. There's none. There's none at all. That whole like distance scene, I guess they did it first before they started doing the shots. There was not one bullet hole. (laughs) Yeah, like I think the elevator shots close up were shot in a studio or something Um, like that. No, it's, no, I think it's, I think it's just they had, um, well, yeah, actually, I didn't read into it, but I know there, there was like, they used three different locations yeah, to get all the elevator studio. stuff. Yeah, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it was apparently the elevator scene is a lot of crazy shit. Like, I, yeah. you're right. Like, I read something about that where it was just insane for them to shoot that was 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 super extra. But I did like the fact that it was quiet. You just hear the the bullets go through the glass and going in and the there. Panic. And, Even yes, you can't hear them. Like, you just hear the panic. 
That's good. I had it a was time really good. It. it was that and the beginning scene. It was the only two scenes I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. rest very like long drawn out. Well, I also like the I like the police chase though, where they sick the cops on Bronson, like to just to try to get rid of them. You know, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll kill him. We'll just try to get. Yeah, the cops that is a good chase. And yeah. it's like that's that's Bronson at forty nine, still doing his own stunts and running. Like Pretty a few amazing. years after. Two years after this, now he'd, he'd just be standing still and shooting people. He wouldn't be doing anything. <laughs> yeah, like there's that part he jumps like a brick wall that's like mm-hmm. pretty tall, uh, and he it's all upper body strength. Like I I I can still do that. I'm pretty confident, but I have friends that are my age. I know cannot do that. Like they just couldn't do it. I know they couldn't. So I like could I could do it, but I'd hurt myself. I know. <laughs> I know. I would. I'd. I'd fuck you do it? I think I could. <laughs> She's not questioning you. I could pretend. I could. I could. I can mime it. I can do a big mime work of like jumping mm-hmm. over a wall. Yeah. It de- well, it depends on how fucking tall the wall is. You know, like maybe not as tall as the one Bronson did. Although, like, it, it's not as tall as it looks because Bronson was not as tall as he looked. Like Bronson, Bronson was probably about my height. Honestly, he's only about five, five ten, eight ish. No, he's about five eight ish. Five no eight, way. Five, seven. Yeah. No, he is. I was assuming he was five ten. He was a little. Hmm. He was. A, he was a little shorter than what they let on. Ah, well, Makes sense. He's got a good gait, though. He's very well distributed. He is. He's torso. not. He's not stocky. Like. Yeah, like I have a long says. torso and 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 fairly short legs. He looks. It, I've always hated it. Are you like uh, what was it? Uh, what's his name? Conroy. Conroy Hill, from King of the Hill, the father. <laughs> Oh, Cotton Hill. You mean Cotton, Cotton Hill? Cotton Hill. Yeah. Where he got his where he got his shins blown off and he's just no, not quite that bad. Uh maybe in the right funhouse mirror. <laughs> anyway, as you know, I like to do quick impressions of the movies I cover, and this is a segment I like to call uh, Quick Impressions. Whoa! Didn't see that coming. Quick impressions. And by now he knows you're a a bitch. Of course I'm a bitch. And by now, he knows you're a a bitch. And that is a scene <laughs> from Violet City with Steve. Brilliant. Let, let's Vanessa know that she's a fucking bitch. And uh, as, you know, as you know, I like to rate these movies by my favorite mustache. You have the full Fu Manchu recommendation for hell yeah. You have the walrus mustache recommendation for pretty fucking good and you have the horseshoe mustache recommendation for and eh, not bad and then of course the dreaded hitler mustache for burn this movie in hell and y'all are more than welcome to create your own little mustaches if you'd like to decide uh in uh, categorizing this movie for you and ranking it i'm gonna start leah ladies first uh, let's start with the gold digger leah how would you rate this movie uh i it's a very um middle ground movie for me um I enjoyed I enjoyed the the action when there was action. Like I really yeah. enjoyed the action when there was action. Um even the short scenes, the the car race, like when all the guys were racing the cars, I thought that was still really good. Um the beginning sequence, like I said, it was amazing. That elevator scene was absolutely fucking awesome. But the movie itself um was very long and drawn out. So uh would I watch it again? Probably, because I think I missed some stuff, but I wouldn't be gung-ho to watch it again. Like, it's not um, an excitement. It's more, like, to kind of catch things that I missed. Um, 
So I, did doing, think... I feel like that's you're talking uh, uh, horseshoe. I feel like you're top tier horseshoe. Maybe did you did you give it a mustache rating? Or did I, I miss uh, it? No, I just have really bad short term memories. So I so I, I'm so I'm I'm, I'm assigning. I, it. I figured you did. I figured you did it. But I, I'm assigning it. I think you're giving it a, what I would call a top tier horseshoe. Not quite a walrus, but pretty close. Uh, kind of middle. I think it's. A, I'm going to give it a cop stash one. Right down the so middle. you want to like it, but you just don't. You can't. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of racist. Uh, yeah. so, so Lee, what what would you give this film? Yeah, so I I do love this film a lot more than I probably should. Uh, I do recognize that it, it does have some deep flaws in it, though. Like it. It, it it does go a little too slow. Like you could knock twenty minutes off this film, no problem, and it, it would probably be a way better film. Um, <clears throat> that being said, I got to give it a walrus. I, I think it's great. I think you know this is Bronson just before he hit big, and you know he's doing all this shit and he's working hard. And even though you know he's not acting much, he's just kind of like stone faced for the most of the thing. But you know he got his wife a job. And he, he's, he's taking Italian money and, and running with it. And, you know, I respect it. Got to respect that game. Yeah. So, yeah, Walrus for, for, for Violent City. I am I'm right there with you. I would it, it's a lower tier Walrus for me. Uh, it's it's not like it's not tickling the taint of the full Fu Manchu. But, <laughs> you know, it's still in the Walrus category for me. I had a really good time with it. I think what helped me was I split the because it's about two hours almost. And I watched the first hour, took a break, and I watched the second hour. And that kind of helped the movie feel less long to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel as long of a, of a watch. And um, But it, but the reason why I split it was I was starting to fall asleep. Yeah. And I was like, because, I mean, it's just something about 70s film. Like, the way the color grading is. Yeah. There's a lot of dialogue. It kind of helps you. Um, relax a little bit. The, the music's very repetitive too. So the music's very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so that's why it's 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 a walrus, but it's, it's a lower tier walrus for me. But I still had a really good time. I think it's a great COVID movie. Like, say you get the co, you get the vid. You're feeling, you're not feeling great. You're gonna be dozing it. You're gonna kind of fall asleep. You might wake up for a second. You might fall asleep. Put this movie on. Enjoy it. You'll get to see some abs. <laughs> you get to see uh you do see some boobs in this movie. It's Ish. Gil Ireland's, and uh, uh, it's, it's her body double. Oh, well, it? it's still boobs. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> they like, do you, look a, the boobs look bigger on that body double. You see well, like side boob and covered boob, a l- little bit of side boob, but even butt. You see a lot of butt. Yeah, but that's not her butt. butt. You, you notice, you notice the butt scenes whenever whenever the camera pans up to her head. You, her face is not in camera. It's a big. I was not because I was paying yeah. attention to her butt. Yeah, well, that body doubles butt was uh, great. Out of oh yeah, yeah no, that was they, a great. She um, had a nice butt. Bronson's butt like, I, have, I approve belly. <laughs> I need to approve the uh, body double. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I had a great, a fucking great time talking about this film with y'all. Mm. Go ahead and plug your show. Uh, they might be destroyed on site. They might be. <laughs> they might, they be. might be. They could sometimes. be. They sometimes are. <laughs> partially. Are they yes. do when they want to be <laughs> destroyed on site? <laughs> they might be the flip of coin. It's our podcast. We do what we want. Yeah. Um. No. Uh, they must be destroyed on site. We do a little bit of everything. Uh, you know. Uh, currently, we're we're doing this little gimmick now that uh, Lee came up with, where uh, we watch a movie and then the then whoever picked the movie, the the other person picks a actor from the cast of that movie and finds a movie to do from their filmography. So we're kind of 
uh, you know, uh, surprising each other with like, oh, well, I'm going to pick this movie next time. And that's where we're sort of headed now for the foreseeable future. Started us off very strong in a very weak direction. So, uh... (laughs) 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 well, I mean, um, we did, uh, yeah, we did the the last movie we did was End of Days, which is the Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Satan movie. That's right. Fuck, I haven't thought about that film in a while. Mm, and uh, yeah, it's terrible. We both hated that movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're the next one we're doing. We're going to be recording for tomorrow night. Actually, is uh, uh, the Steve Buscemi sort of horror comedy Ed and His Dead Mother. So we'll be we'll be doing that. All right. What year yeah. did that come out? Uh, I can't remember. It's ninety something. It's in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of that one ever. I did not know there was a movie. Yeah, I, I'd heard of it, but I've never seen it. So we're... I have never heard of it. I just picked it because of a an actress that's in it, and okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if y'all and... like your uh, Steve Buscemi, yeah, everyone loves seeing that son of a bitch on camera. Yeah, that that ugly fuck. Um, but he would have yeah, been great we're... in this movie with all the fucking uggos in this film. Mm-hmm. Right, go ahead, Lee. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, uh... All you Podma listeners out there, if you if you want to check us out, we're at tmbdos.podbean.com. Easy. Easy yeah. cheesy. Well, thank y'all so much. I hope y'all had a good time. I feel like we taught the listeners a lot of things. We taught them a little bit about uh, a 70s Italian film, uh, La Pizio Teshi or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, <laughs> and uh, we taught them about uh, the vagina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we taught them about... Uh, Alcohol. Alcohol, uh, licking lollipops. Licking yep. lollipops. Shoes on wires. Racism. Shoes. Race. <laughs> yeah, we, we taught them about racism. We, we, we solved racism today, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. So, Talk about like, drugs. Uh, that, that fucking, that fucking whatever other podcast on this network about like the original night stalker they're not solving racism that's no no they're not i mean this this is where the real shit happens so i want to thank y'all so much for bringing the solid gold over to the podcast yo and i can't wait to have y'all again sometime soon and hopefully i'll I'll jump on your show at some point yeah hopefully you won't you know get more tickets from for random like steelers games or whatever the fuck it was (laughs) or spurs games or last minute yeah my bad on that, but I will be back on your show. Just let me know. Keep me posted. I promise. Mm-hmm. I owe you. I owe you two. I owe you two. A right. double. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I owe well, you a double. A double well, for your bubble, there, Leah. Oh, perfect. Thank you. We'll take, we'll, we'll, we'll take him up on that. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye, bye, yo. Bye.